Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Welcome back to another episode of You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs, leaders, and changemakers, especially from Wisconsin, share their wit and wisdom. I'm your host, Raina Rukiki. Um, today, I have two really amazing women in the studio. I have Evelyn Prevenis and Colleen Makut. Now, Evelyn is 96 years old. Actually, maybe I should say 96 years young, and she is an inspiration about what it means to live a full life. Besides having six kids, she started her own sewing business. Um, She has been a volunteer at the Wild Center, the Sheboygan Theater downtown for over 20 years. She skydived seven times, and she continues to act on stage, including um, in a couple weeks on Saturday, September 23rd, Evelyn is acting in a play about her life in Sheboygan Falls. There'll be more information about that in the show notes. But think about that. Who else do you know is still acting at age 96? And and this isn't something she (laughs) took up till later in her life, maybe in her 80s. She was like, you know, it's time to start acting. So we're going to be interviewing Evelyn today, as well as Colleen Makut. Colleen Makut is the brains behind the Live Forever Project, which is a project that brings all of the arts together in a way to capture the stories of the people around them. So I am thrilled and pleased to welcome Evelyn and Colleen to the studio today. And uh, let's get started. All right, Evelyn, um, can you tell us about the early days of your sewing business? Like what inspired you to start your own business? Well, I had been sewing most of my life anyway, and I really enjoyed it. And once in a while, I would do something for a friend. But when we moved to Texas in 1980, and My youngest son was with us, but he was off at school and my husband was working. So after I explored the area, I decided I've got to find something to do. And I was thinking of getting a part-time job. And then I thought, well, there is a little local newspaper. I'm going to put a little ad in there. And I did. And within a week, I had customers. And within a year, I was working full-time. I know it's it's kind of incredible how when, you know once you set your mind to something it can blossom into a a whole passion and business that you didn't even know you know you wanted to have. Um, now you said you grew up kind of sewing your whole life. Was that something that your mother taught you or that you learned in school? Like what was yeah. it like when you were a younger younger child? Well, no, and when I was in grade school, seventh and eighth grade, they had a semester of what home ec. Or, I mean, they called it, no, two semesters, the whole school year. Half, one half was cooking, and the other half was learning to sew. And that's really where I learned how to sew, although I came from a family that sewed. My mother didn't, but my grandmother did. I learned how to sew in, in, in seventh and eighth grade. And from that point on, I just, I was sewing all the time. I kept on sewing for myself, for my children when they came along. Because really, I did make that's great, and this you know this was really a rough time. This was during World War II when fabric was mm-hmm. hard to buy. You know, the things that you normally would be able to buy wasn't available, so we made a lot of things out of flour sacks. You know, flour bags. Yeah. My my father worked in a bakery, so I had I got to get a lot of flour bags. 
Because <laughs> thing is in paper, but at that time they used to put it in, in a bag, you know. So well, it's good that you had access to some material at that time, because like you yeah. said, I know uh, materials yeah. were really scarce in World War II, or even during that time when our church would have a, a rummage sale or you know garage sale, and I would pick up old mm-hmm. clothing like coats, you know, bigger bigger items, and then this is not when I was uh, younger, but after I had children, and take this garment apart, wash it all cut it up and make things for my children. You know, reflecting on your life in Sheboygan, you know, you grew up in Sheboygan, you went away, you came back. Um, what changes have you witnessed in the city's fabric and character over those years? Like how does Sheboygan seem compared to when you were younger? Well, when I was younger, Sheboygan, I, I was going to say it was white bread. It was all white. There was nobody that was black. There was nobody that was Hispanic. There was nobody that was Hmong. And, Coming back now, and I see the diversity we have in Sheboygan, I think it's wonderful. I think we, are, we make a yeah, better too. with all these different colors. <laughs> Speaking of Sheboygan, are there any particular landmarks or places that hold special meaning to you? Or like any stories associated with certain parts of Sheboygan, like the lakefront or maybe the armory back in the day? Well, it really would be the lake. Because I really grew up going to the lake every single day because I lived so close. We were down there all the time. And then the special place, of course, is a second jetty where I met my husband. <laughs> Aw, yay. <laughs> yeah, fact, the lake is definitely a gem. Mm-hmm. Tell us I about did, that. Met him there, and we scattered his remains there after he passed away, and I expect to end mm-hmm. up in the same place. <laughs> So, Evelyn, looking back on your life, again, as someone who's 96 years young, what advice would you give to your younger self, young Evelyn? Let's say, you know, a 10-year-old Evelyn. What would you tell her now that you have all this knowledge? Well, I would tell her, you know, I was very shy as a youngster. Even after we were married, you know, I was a follower. My husband took the lead all the time. And I always tell people that after my husband passed away, I found my own voice, and I haven't shut up since. (laughs) Take control of your life. It's your life. Nobody else has anything to say about it. Don't let people give you bad advice or don't take bad advice. Think for yourself. And I have another thing I have. I've even made a piece of cross-stitch with it. It's a line from a poem. Plant your own garden. Decorate your soul. And don't wait for someone to bring you flowers. Don't depend yeah. on other people to make you happy. Make that's, your own happy. That's wonderful advice. Yeah, the sooner we're, you know, we take control of our how we react to things and our own emotions and, and create the things that we want, our passions, our happiness, I think yeah. the quicker we'll be to a place that we want to be. Yeah. Don't wait yeah. for someone else to make you happy because that's not going to happen. <laughs> No, no. And you'll just end up blaming them if they don't make you happy. And then what good is that? (laughs) Neither of you are happy. So joining us in the interview today is Colleen Mahkut, who is in charge of the Live Forever Project. And she's been working with Evelyn and and creating this wonderful play um, about Evelyn's life. Like I mentioned earlier in the interview, that'll take place on Saturday, September 23rd. So Colleen and Evelyn, what what should our viewers know about this play? And if there's anything you want to share about the process of making it? 
Yeah, well, we have over 30 community members who have contributed in some way to this production. And it is an ongoing project, so it actually has its roots back in 2014. Um, and our first elders who we included in the project were actually my grandparents, um, Alice and Eugene. And we had a lot of uh, World War II stories. My grandpa was a, a soldier in World War II in New Guinea, and my grandmother saw the effects of the war on the home front, and um, they were both part of that time period. And so we did a full production on their lives. Um, and then I started thinking, everybody has a story to tell and we need to expand this. We need to turn this into something that um, can tell everybody's story, you know? Um, and so that's where we started reaching out to other people in the community and trying to find out what other stories we could, we could see and hear and um, enjoy. And uh, we also turned a, another person's lives in life into a story. Um, she's a woman from Sheboygan. Her name is Barbara. So we did a, a full production on her. COVID happened, of course. And then that kind of put the brakes on a few things as it did with the whole world. Um, but now we're back and um, we're, we're coming on strong here. And we're really just so happy to have Evelyn as part of the project. Um, she's fascinating and she's just such a strong person. Like I said, we have over over 30 community members involved either in the writing, the performing, or in some kind of support role with this, which is a huge expansion from what we were prior. And I think that it really represents who we are. We're all inclusive. And no matter where you are in your personal journey or your artistic journey, no matter what art form you in, you're in, whether you're a poet or a songwriter, a musician, a dancer, we want to unify everyone in this cause to keep these memories alive and preserve our stories and, and find a shared humanity and connections, universal connections between our lives. That's really what it's all about. Yeah, it's a very powerful message and mission statement. Evelyn, how did you get to know Colleen and become involved in the project? Well, my friend Willie Shire was already involved in, in the Live Forever project. And she was the one that called me, oh, Evelyn, you got to come to this. You got to do this. And I really didn't think, I, I don't know, I didn't want to do that. I, and I think <laughs> you called me and arranged an interview. And this was at the beginning of COVID. So okay. our building was in lockdown at that time. We could not leave our apartment unless we wore a mask. We couldn't get mm -hmm. any and six feet with people. And our community right. room was blocked off, and I couldn't invite anybody into my apartment. But we did manage to figure out a way to do it, and we did it in the community room. I'm sitting way on one end, and Colleen and who else came with you? A couple, um, other, a couple other folks. Yeah, uh, a couple other people. Yeah. And they're sitting at the opposite end of the room. And they're all wearing face masks. <laughs> and I, Evelyn, yep. I'm telling my stories. <laughs> And I didn't think anything more of it. And as I said, Willie once in a while tried to convince me to go to some of the meetings, but I just didn't put, start doing it until recently, just the last year or so. Mm -hmm. And then when I got there, I found out, what the heck are they doing with my stories? <laughs> what do you think now? Are you happy with what we're Great. Well, I'm, just, I'm just thrilled with the whole thing. I really am. It's just that I didn't think that I was that interesting. <laughs> Little do you know. Well, speaking of that, I mean, you're so impressive. You're, you've led this very interesting life. You have an amazing sense of humor, which I could just sense even from this interview. 
And you're going to be actually acting in your own story on stage at 96 years young. Taking that all into perspective, what advice do you have on aging? Because you are so spry, you are so positive. Like what, what do you, what could you tell others who are, you know, getting older as we all are? Well, you know, the theme of the show is you might as well enjoy yourself. That's what I feel. You yeah. really, you really might, you know, even if things are, some days are dark, but you can find something light and bright about it. Something to either smile about or laugh at if you possibly can. And I tell people too, maybe what you're going through right now is terrible. You know, either you had an accident or your car broke down or whatever, anything that's making you unhappy at the moment. Think back, you're going to be laughing about this in a couple of years. You are going to be laughing yeah. about it. Find something in your life to laugh at. And it will keep you going. Or, or if you can't, then tell somebody about it. Because you know, I'm, I'm a storyteller at heart, really. I love to tell stories. Some of them, some of them I make up and some are real. But I love to tell stories. I love to talk. <laughs> I always tell people, if I stop talking, it's time to call The Undertaker. <laughs> well, I think that sense of community and connection is really important, they say, you know, just to keep your spirits up. I, I really feel community is the most important part of your life. Being with other people and talking to other people and sharing their, sharing whatever you want to share with them. I mean, I can go to the grocery store and start a conversation with somebody else about why do I, we always have to throw half the celery away because we can't use it up quickly enough. I never was like that as a child or when I was younger. I always tell people, too, if my husband met me now, he wouldn't marry me because I'm not the same person I was when we married. <laughs> you, you came into your own after. I love that whole advice about, like, find your voice. And, yes, your voice. you know, it's better late than never. Oh, and grow. Don't stop growing. Fantastic advice for our listeners here. Um, on that note, Evelyn, thank you for being on the show. Colleen, you too. Definitely, I'm going to encourage everyone to come out to the Berkshire on Saturday, September 23rd, and see Evelyn not only in action, but learn more about her story. As always, if you like what you're hearing on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend, and um, follow us on social media. Until next time. Attention, you betcha she did listeners. If you're like me, you love listening to podcasts, and perhaps you have even thought of starting your own podcast. If that is the case, I would love for you to download my free top 10 podcasting equipment essentials. Here you will find my recommendations for 10 pieces of podcasting equipment that will help you get a podcast up and running smoothly without break in the bank. That's right. Podcasting does not have to be a super expensive endeavor. It's actually quite affordable and is a great way to elevate your voice, grow your brand, and get your name out there, especially as an expert. Check the show notes for your free podcast top 10 essential equipment guide. You can also go to podcaststartupguide.com.